morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our much heart-centered and passion-driven Inspiration for Better Living digital magazine, designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones, is currently available at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. As an expansion of International Women's Day, this month's theme is Women Empowerment, My Journey. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guests for this morning are Karen Noy and Marie Antoinette Kelly. Karen is the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Waldwick, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gives readings, and practices alternative healing. She is a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer with a two-year waiting list for appointments and consultations. Karen is also the author of several books, including We Consciousness. Marie Antoinette Kelly is a self-taught artist who has done hundreds of portraits. Her work is well-known throughout Montana. Marie Antoinette's art has been featured in local magazines and newspapers, such as the Billings Gazette, Rural Montana, the Bronzo, and the Montana Pioneer. In 2019, the Delaware North General Stores began selling her artwork in the form of woven blankets throughout Yellowstone National Park. Since March is International Women's Empowerment Celebration Month, Karen, Marie Antoinette, and I will be having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their co-creation of a heavenly divination card deck created to enhance the communication between you and your angels so that you may move forward in life with comfort and protection with ease. Good morning, ladies. Happy March and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you two doing today? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Good morning, Johnny. I'm doing great, too. Wonderful, wonderful. Ladies, the Angel Quest Oracle Deck Cards is a work of art. They are warm, comforting, and inviting. More importantly, each card with its beautiful artwork radiates extremely positive vibrational energy. Congratulations on its release, and I am excited to learn more about them and you two ladies. Thank you for having us on. (laughs) Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's get started by giving us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Karen, you can start first and then we'll go with Mary Antoinette. And ladies, by the way, we have the whole hour. (laughs) (laughs) This has to be quick. Well, I know, but this has to be pretty quick because we want to go through other things too. But um, as a child, I was always psychic, even as a a little child. I have to share a few stories that I haven't told many people. My grandmother used to play the numbers with a bookie. Oh. Uh, you know, you take a number and she'd say, Karen, you know, what do you feel? What do you feel? And I'd give her the winning numbers. Uh, my father used to take me to the racetrack and I'd pick the winning horses. But now I am an animal activist. I don't go to the racetrack anymore. Um, my friends used to say that I freaked them out because I would know things that would happen before they did. But about 25 years ago, I was going through a very difficult time in my life, and 
I just sat at the edge of my bed and I yelled at God and I said, am I going to be okay? And with that, I saw a light and it started coming to, toward me from the other side of the room. And my first response was, if you're not of God, please leave. But it continued to come towards me and eventually enveloped me. And at that time, I heard an audible voice that said, Lucha Lucina, Stella Lucha Lucina. And for those Italian listeners, it means light, little light, beautiful little light. Um, I've since learned that was St. Francis of Assisi, who's been guiding and protecting me ever since. Those who have ever read my books or followed me on Facebook, you could see the St. Francis connection, you know, with the animal connection, with peace and love and all of that. But right after that experience, I started receiving messages from angels and deceased loved ones. Um, And I didn't want to share the information. I didn't want people to think I was not in my right mind. But the more I shared the messages, the more they meant something to the other person. And then eventually uh, the deceased loved ones, I mean, they came through with their name and very detailed messages about the, the living loved one's childhood, childhood dogs, and so forth. And the rest is history. So I started practicing um, alternative healing, which, which I, Reiki, it's energy healing, in the back of a hair salon. And as I was doing that, I started receiving messages on the client. And eventually I was booked months ahead of time, then years ahead of time. And now I'm not even taking any new clients because I don't know what I'm going to be doing several years <laughs> ahead of time. Um, I could go on and on. But the most important thing, if I may say, Everyone, and I'm going to say this again, everyone can do what I do. And that is my purpose here on the planet. (laughs) Not to say, oh, look, I can do this. This is wonderful. No, no, no. We can all tap into these abilities. We all have those abilities. We just have to learn how to connect, how to ask for the signs from deceased loved ones and our angels, how to ask for a dream, you know, them to come to us in a dream and wake us up after the dream so that we remember it, how to receive messages, because they come to us as thoughts. You know, we're expecting to see an apparition of them or to hear an audible voice, but in reality, they're spirit, so they speak to us telepathically. And last but not least, we can always use an angel oracle deck, which we're going to talk about today, and Mm -hmm. the angels come through loud and clear through through the use of a deck such as these, such as the angel quest oracle deck. Fantastic. Actually, I just shut down everything else once I heard that you could give me some winning lottery numbers. So oh. you and I need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't done it since then. Every now and then I go to a casino. And uh, you know what? This is funny. I'll give you some insider information. But way back in the day, uh-huh. the, the slot machines used to have coins in them. Now that it's computer generated. Right. Yeah. Oh, but way okay. back... If I would pass a slot machine and it felt heavy, it felt heavy, right. I would right, right. put a quarter in and I'd win a lot. Oh. You know, one time it was a bing, 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 and the ding, 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 right, and all right, that. Right, right, right. And then right. the coins would come out. But, you know, ever since they did it computer-generated, I can't do it as often. You know, I can't do it. It doesn't feel – these machines don't feel heavy. <laughs> hey, we can always go to the roulette table or the blackjack table. Uh, or you and I need I to make a special it. trip. <laughs> You know something, after my father had a kind of a gambling, um, I don't know if you want to call it a problem, I, uh-huh. stay, I stayed away from this type of thing. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. 
I think that's everywhere. I remember growing up, my dad does that, collect numbers from people yeah. and so forth, and he's got his cut, stuff like that. So it's just kind of fun. So it's really interesting to know that it's not isolated to Malacca, Malaysia. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Marie, oh, boy. how about your story? Well, I grew up in the Netherlands, and um, as a child, I also had spiritual gifts, but for me, they were more overwhelming, and they actually started me on a journey of exploring God and who God is and how, what is the language of God, so I ended up on a spiritual journey studying pretty much most of the world's religions, and that journey brought me to America, and actually in America, I ended up enrolling in college and studying science first rather than the, the spiritual side of myself because I felt science could really give me the, the bearings in the world we live in. Well, I ended up winning a Goldwater Scholarship, and that was like a, a moment that should have propelled me into a real exciting journey in science, but it actually brought me to a screeching halt because my soul started just speaking up and, and realizing that I couldn't really find my deepest passions in that in that venue. So I quit um, that whole direction and I became a mom, had a family. And then one day, um, as I was raising raising my two daughters at the time, they were still very young, my neighbor moved and she um, handed me a a video cassette. She goes, hey, you you homeschool your kids. Would you like to have this? And I looked at the cassette and it said, yes, you can draw. And I brought it home. I was like, sure, they'd love to watch it. I never ended up watching that video, but that line itself woke me up to the memory that I used to draw when I was a teenager, and I really um, found myself in that. So I picked up a pencil again, and, and portraits started spilling out of my hands. And that was the beginning of my journey as an artist. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. Well, ladies, I have this question. Though. I mean, we all sort of as what we call unfolding, right? That spiritual mm-hmm. journey, the things that we experience, our unique gifts, so to speak. When did divinity take root in both of you as a woman and a mom? It's like, okay, this is it. This is the calling. Well, for me, that was very much something that, as I mentioned, has been part of my whole life because mm-hmm. um, God has always been central to my um, existence and helped me just deepen the meaning that I find in life. But there's been clues that I noticed planted all along my path and one of those big clues was obviously getting that video cassette with that title and I find that um, as I learn the language of spirituality which really is coming through the religions and the spiritual work um, but make it my own and take it out of the dogma um, God just gets stronger and stronger in my life and that feeling translates to building my intuition putting it into my artwork and just letting it be part of everything I do so been central all my life very interesting. And, yeah, the same mm-hmm. thing yeah. Uh, my whole life as well. As you could tell from my childhood, I was very unusual. Um, when I was a child, I was more religious. Now I'm more spiritual. But mm-hmm. as a child, you know, my mother would say, where's Karen? I'd be in church. <laughs> I'd be in church. She'd mad at me. Where were you? And I was in church. Um, I read the Bible cover to cover, you know, many times. I'd say the rosary over every day. Um, but that to me was just the beginning because now it's so much more, uh, when we understand God is within every one of us, it's not external at all. God is within us and we have the power within us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we, t- we take that a step further, when you meditate, you could feel God, you don't have to go to a church. You know, if you decide to do that, that's 
wonderful, but you don't have to do that. Um, and I taught my children as a mom, you know, ever since that, you know, the power within them mm-hmm. and talk to, talking to angels. I used to teach CCD to my children, um, and, they're, you know, they'd come once a week, the classes, every year as they progressed. And I had to cover whatever they told me I had to cover. But at the end, I, if we have time, we'll talk about the angels. Yay! And they'd be so excited. Yay! And that's what they wanted to talk about. So I would go really quickly about what we had to cover and then spend most of the time about the angels and how to Mm -hmm. connect with them and how they're very much a part of us and how we have everything to gain and nothing to lose by calling upon the angels. So it's been pretty much a part of me my whole life. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. How did the collaboration for the Angel Quest Oracle come about? Karen? Wow. So, uh, okay. What happened was I teach classes at my center in New Jersey. I teach how to give angel oracle card readings. And the person who did the angel oracle cards no longer does them. And she actually renounced her her decks. So I said, wow, I guess I'm going to have to do my own. (laughs) So (laughs) I, um, I contacted Marie Antoinette Kelly. She had done the uh, cover to my book, Your Life After Their Death. And we've connected ever since. And the rest is history. But she has a great story, too, if you would like to share that morning that I called you. And the, oh, in the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's for me the moment when we connected because I was still in bed. It was a Sunday morning, and I'll never forget, but it was about 9 in the morning. Because Karen's a little ahead. She's on the East Coast. And um, I was just you know, drifting off, meditating, and phone rings, and I picked it up, Karen, what's going on? And she told me the idea, and I was in, I was on board immediately, because it felt like an inspired moment, where she just said, would you like to do an angel deck with me? Um, I feel like before she finished the sentence, I said yes, because (laughs) I felt it in my heart already. I had been um, prompting my, been prompted from within to create some sort of a deck, and at the time, I was Mm -hmm. thinking, um, in a certain direction, not specific to angels, but very much about the spiritual journey and about connecting to God based on the qualities of your soul. And um, in talking to Karen, obviously I jumped yeah. right on board, but we were able to weave those ideas together. And the card deck that we have now have created together is all about angels, but half the cards are actually doing or fulfilling that idea that I um, initially had inside of me where you where you draw on the qualities mm-hmm. that angels represent or the qualities of your soul that you want to further, which mm-hmm. are part of your spiritual language. And so mm-hmm. um, the two of us, it feels to me like both Karen and I were matched up by angels or, or mm-hmm. God Absolutely. directly. Like yes. they, knew, they knew a little bit what our talents together would create, right, Karen? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I have the deck myself. It came in, and for me to review it, I have to tell you, the pictures are phenomenal. They're beautiful. To me, they themselves can be a standalone piece of artwork that people would just go to the gallery and buy. Thank you. Can you share with us, Mary Internet, like how did that sort of unfold in a way, like with the various 44 cards for you? Well, it definitely, that's the right word. It was definitely an unfolding. It wasn't something clear-cut where you just say, oh, this is what I want to draw, boom, uh, uh, create it and move on. In some mm-hmm. cases, the message was so strong that it was, in fact, like that. But most mm-hmm. of them, I had to really step into the, pic- into the image 
collaborate with Karen? Who do we want to represent if it's an angel? Or what quality do we want to represent him? And then feel that quality in myself and and um, really become that message that I was painting about. So sometimes that was effortless because I, my soul was already in that place. And sometimes mm-hmm. I had to work through issues in order to really get the picture right. So it was the whole spectrum of flow and struggle all at once. But it, it took... Um, I think my, my lifetime of training, more than just artwork, for me to create these images, it was more of a language of the soul coming through for me. And I think mm-hmm. Karen and I have speak that language together, and that's why our friendship has deepened so nicely over the course of this project, because we were able to put that into the deck together. That's right. <laughs> that's really wonderful. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcast available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teachers Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the March edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspiration for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. My guests are Karen Noy and Marie Antoinette Kelly. Karen is the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Watwick, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gifts reading, and practices alternative healing. She is a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, healer, and author. Marie Antoinette is a self-taught artist who has done hundreds of portraits. Her work is well-known throughout Montana. In 2019, the Delaware North General Stores began selling her artwork in the form of woven blankets throughout Yellowstone National Park. We're having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their co-creation of a heavenly divination card deck created to enhance the communication between you and your angels so that you may move forward in life with comfort and protection with ease. Karen, how did you come up with the various divinely guided messages for the cards? And also, can you tell us the difference between guardian angels archangels, ascended masters, and obviously deceased loved ones. Oh, sure, sure. So for each card, I actually quieted my thoughts. I meditated, and I asked the angel, for example, the angel of um, courage, I was, mm-hmm. which was Archangel Michael in our deck. I asked Archangel Michael, what, did you, what do you want us to know? And that's pretty much I channeled the messages. So it was very brief. We needed a very brief message on the card itself so that if somebody's giving an angel oracle card reading, it's very easy for them to do. They just have to shuffle the deck and then select the card, and the message is directly on the card. And then I asked the angels for a more detailed um, explanation of that message, and, and that would be included in the guidebook. So that's how um, that came about. Now, the difference between all those angels is just the technicality. You connect with them the same way. But let me first start with the guardian angels. Every one of us have guardian angels. That, that is, we each have an angel that is only our angel. So, in other words, you wouldn't call upon my guardian angel to help you. I would call upon my angel. And, again, as I said before, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose by calling upon your angel. Just give me a, you know, what should I do today? Mm -hmm. And then touch your intuition, whatever they're they're talking to you telepathically as thoughts, and then to trust that. Then there are archangels. Now, archangels can be in more than one place at one time. In other words, there's Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel, and so many more. We include them in this angel oracle deck. 
Um, so if you call upon um, an archangel, for example, Archangel Uriel is the peace angel, you're not taking him away from someone who needs Archangel Uriel more than you. So you wouldn't feel guilty about that. Um, then there are the ascended masters. They have been here physically in the physical body, and they attained enlightenment, such as Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, you know, St. Francis of Assisi, mm-hmm. and so forth. And they could come through to us as well. And then our deceased loved ones. Deceased loved ones, when they come through, they feel just like they did when they were here in the physical body. They were funny. They come through and they crack jokes. <laughs> if they were quiet, they're <laughs> quiet. If they were loud, they're very loud. So they re- attain the same um, personality as they did. They do grow and evolve. Now, the way to connect with all of them is the same. So we could connect with them with the Oracle deck, with uh, receiving signs from them, and so forth. So it's just a technicality. It depends on who you would like to connect with. Very, very interesting. Is there a correlation between the messages and the numbers on the specific card? You know something? There really isn't. What happened was as we were working on the cards, we submitted them Mm -hmm. to the publisher, and they just selected a card number. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much what happened, right, Leanne? It's almost like the order of appearance, right? In which yeah. Uh, well, what comes to my mind when you ask that question is that I feel that I, we both really put our heart and soul into this project. But mm-hmm. as contributing artists and Karen as contributing the angel messages, we created parts that made the deck. But in the end, the deck took on something for both of us that we witnessed that is bigger than the sum of its parts. And I feel this is one of those ingredients because neither of us had a vision that these numbers needed to be in there. In fact, we we kind of fought them in the beginning because we didn't want to lock them into an order that people then would get stuck on. But we Mm -hmm. also had to surrender that. And now I realize that that particular aspect has taken on meaning for people that we couldn't anticipate because numbers mean something to people like my daughter, for example, her, she has a favorite number that shows up for her in everything, and it also showed up for her in the angel deck. So spirit will use all these ingredients to talk mm-hmm. to you and to bring you your meaning and your breakthrough messages. And that was really cool to see that it, it took on life beyond what Karen and I had envisioned. And I think this number is one of those elements in the card deck. Do you agree, Karen? That's true. And as Marie Antoinette was talking about, we didn't want mm-hmm. numbers on them. Because oh. the cards I was using in the past didn't have numbers. Yeah. You would just, they would be in alphabetical order, and mm-hmm, then you'd mm-hmm. look in the guidebook to try to find that card to see, you know, more detailed yeah. explanation. Yeah. But now, it, I'm so happy we did it because the number, you know, yeah. you picked up with six. Okay, six. And then you look yeah. in the guidebook for number six. And, and it's another level of meaning because some people yeah. are into numerology, and that number speaks yeah. to them from, from a whole other level. So. It's really cool to see the different venues and that come together to speak to people's souls. That's very, very interesting. I mean, because I was going to ask, like, why family harmony is number one and discipline is number 44, you see? Because it's like, <laughs> those are the end caps, right? Well, that, the beginning and the ending. I remember uh, the beginning of the deck. That is I remember that mountain looming in, before me thinking, oh, my God, I have to do 45 paintings in X amount of time. Um, so that was an overwhelming thought. 
And this is actually a friend of my daughter's who just had a baby, and it was such an angelic moment where she held her new baby and kissed it. And, and I saw that photo. I was like, Megs, my inspiration is starting. Can I turn her into an angel? That was card number one, and that became the card for Family Heart. Ah. And then by the end, it was very much like, oh, we have to complete this deck, and we got to get the deadline and the grind, and that became discipline, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You got to stick with it. You got to deepen your soul. You got to, you got to bring and hold more lives. And the message reflects that. The image is very much about strength. Let's get to the finish line, in a way, for my story, anyway. And that was card forty-four, <laughs> discipline in the end. So, yeah, so they all have a journey, and, and there's there's that story that. Um, very, very interesting. That's, that's, that's really interesting. So you saying that you experienced magical moments when creating the artwork for the various cards then, right, Mary Internet? I mean, when you were... Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, that was very interesting. Moments. Some moments when I would just reach out and say, okay, I don't know you. Um, Angel Metatron comes to mind because I mm-hmm. really have never... Um, tuned into Archangel Metatron, and that angel right. appeared to me in my dreams, and I captured her in the painting the way I, I felt that I had experienced her in my dream. And one magical moment that comes to mind is it's become the card of um, connecting with deceased loved ones, and that's both mm-hmm. personal to Karen and me, but because um, yeah. we both have that element in our lives going on. But that particular um, card represents a, a soul of a person who actually came to me in a dream as well, and he mm-hmm. very much, um, very visually reached out to me and gave me, communicated telepathically or, or in my soul, a message that I had to paint him. And this is actually mm-hmm. before the deck was a thing, so I included him afterwards. Um, he he communicated that I had to paint him mm-hmm. to um, send a message to his wife. His wife happens to be a friend of my mother. She lives in Europe still, so she's a continent mm-hmm. away, and I've never really connected with her. So it was unusual that he connected with me. But when I understood the message he was sending me, I realized that that painting would help, uh, could help heal her from a grief. She had a particular grief, and her grief was very much something that I've seen since then. is is a prominent grief in a lot of people when they um, lose a loved one. Mm-hmm. In her case, she felt if she was connecting with him still after he had passed that he would be a stuck soul somehow stuck on the earthly plane near her. And she didn't want that for him. And she felt that if he had gone to heaven or to, to a, a realm of light, that he would be far away because earth certainly doesn't feel like a realm of light half the time. And so she had that disconnect going on and it added to her grief where she couldn't reach out in her heart and feel the continuation of his journey and his soul's love for her. And mm-hmm. so that became such a burden that he then you know, broke through in my dreams and, and, and said, paint me, reaching out with a butterfly. And so I did, and I ended up painting him. And I, my personal style is colorful, as you'll see in this card deck. And so I kept wanting to paint that um, butterfly in bold colors, like really kind of like um, um, mm-hmm. Amazon rainforest style. And every time yeah. I did, I feel this pressure. No, don't simplify, don't very um, <laughs> Plain, and so I ended up painting him white because that just where the energy flowed. That was really where, how it wanted to be expressed. So after I finished the painting, uh, a few weeks or months after that, my mom's friend actually came to visit the United States, and mm-hmm. I was able to present her the painting by surprise. She had no idea, and I told her the story. And of course, there were lots of tears. And and in fact, that's when she confirmed that that is where she had been stuck and where her soul was really struggling. But so it was a very healing painting for her. But she said the confirmation of what Karen likes to talk about as beyond a doubt signs is that when mm-hmm. she looked at the painting, she recognized that she had been followed by a white butterfly in her yard in Holland for mm-hmm. several months. 
And she knew mm-hmm. that that was more than a white butterfly. And so when that story landed through that painting, and it was so viscerally experienced with that, we realized that energy needed to be in the deck so that people who pull that card can can work with that same kind of confidence that messages do come through, that you can shift your grief and you can connect with your loved ones on the other right. side. And that's something that Karen knows a lot about because that's her life mission. <laughs> right. So well, This is fantastic. I'm looking at the card right now. It's number 11. Again, mm-hmm. all the cards are highly, to me, energized, right? And I have a personal story with that white butterfly. And in my case, I guess I'm seeing it as a white moth. My mom passed uh-huh. away several years ago in Malaysia. And of course, in life, someone can be laying right next to you. And if they're gone, they're gone, right? If they transition, one would not know. Mm-hmm. But I received a call from my sister on a Saturday morning. And I knew my mom had been sick and so forth, kind of on and off. But she's always been at home. So my sister called and said that, hey, mom is in ICU. Can you get back by tonight? She may not make it. I said, look, I can own a jet and I can't make it tonight. Yeah. I'm halfway around well, the world. And just tell yeah. mom to hang on that I am on my way. So I left the mm. first time I could that Monday. And so I arrived on Wednesday. My mom, all her life, she's very particular about specific things. I know mom would rather transition in her room at the house so if it doesn't look good, please take her home and do just that. So however, she hung on. So I got in that Wednesday and went to see her at ICU, literally kind of took her, of course, with the ambulance. We brought her home, sort of right there. I was there uh, when she transitioned. I was kissing her head and stroking her hair, and I was at wow. peace. Everyone else in the room was crying, and I just felt a certain amount of peace and It was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience telling my mom, it's okay, I'm here. It's okay to leave. So that's one part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was amazing. I I tell you, it's like if we ever talk about, and of course, for you ladies, I mean, it's different because you are at that certain level of connection. But I always tell people the experience and those who are in that sort of fraternity of people that are actually there during people transitioning, I said, if there's ever any question, doubts, about the spiritualism of certain things, right, about us. When you go through that process, it's like you're walking through that hallway. You experience it, which is totally unique. And what's interesting about this story is that we actually, in Asia, it's not as a customary, but it is advisable those who could do the wake always do it at home rather than the funeral home, so to speak, right? So mm-hmm. we did the wake at our house. 24 hours a day, we have a candle lit and incense burning and with uh, special music, chanting music. Of course, I took the night shift because it's daytime in America and I got to get some work done. So I was sitting there right by in the living room with the coffin and I was doing some work. I remember, I think it was the third day itself. All of a sudden, there was the white moth flying Mm. around the coffin, the whole area, right? Inside yes, yes, inside the house, oh, yeah, wow. right around the coffin. Wow. And, and it, it flew, wow. yeah, and it flew into my mom's room, and I was chasing after it with my oh, iPhone. Wow. <laughs> oh. But it just disappeared. It just disappeared afterwards, wow. and I felt good. My mom had already told me about certain things, like butterflies, those kind of things. And so, But it was kind of interesting, but it was very it's soft, gentle. It's but it actually happens to you, isn't it? When you, it's yeah, yeah, it happens. You know, so it's amazing. Have it actually happened. 
Yeah, um, and so the next morning I told my sister about that. I said, Lane, last night this white moth was flying around mom's casket, and I followed it. Of course, I was trying to take a photo of it. It went to mom's room. I went to mom's room, and then it just kind of disappeared. And my sister was sort of nonchalant and said, oh, yeah, I saw the white moth the day that you were flying in, and I was cleaning the house. So she said, I was cleaning, and this moth appeared, butterfly, I guess. I can't remember the exact word she was using. She said, it followed me all around. And I said, if it's not good spirit, leave me alone. And it never did. It still followed me to the bathroom, the kitchen, like sort of cleaning the house kind of thing. It was very interesting. I said, oh, okay, cool. Very That's interesting. amazing. So, uh, <laughs> because moths don't usually follow you. They, you know, they fly away from us. So I call yeah. that a without a doubt sign. Without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and I, also, I wanted to share that. Your... It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I think uh, the difference is for, for everyone as they learn to recognize signs in their life is, is besides it being a moth and something you can rationalize away, is the feeling that comes with it and the yeah, synchronicities right. that happen while these these. Uh, little creatures behave a certain way. They'll behave a little differently. And, and that's no, noticeable in your story and, and in when you have these moments. Yeah, it's interesting from that perspective. And then, again, it's the whole experience for me. If you ever talk about pivotal moments, there's little things that happen, right? Because one was when I brought her home and when she transitioned. Number two was that particular situation. And number three came from that visit because I was only there like about 10 days. I had to wrap things up. We had the funeral on the fifth day. And then the seventh day, there's a normal process of another sort of prayer service and so forth. But that morning, I had sat in my mom's room. Uh, when we were kids, my sister and I, she had bought us uh, this little bamboo stool to sit down on, you know, real low. And so I was sitting there. That was the first time when I actually cried. Mm. That's when I just broke down. And my sister had passed yeah. the door, and she left me alone. She saw that. And then I uh, called her to, to come into the room, and I said, Ling, you got to see this, okay? My mom's blouse was hanging on the armoire. It's so funny that it moves because I said, do you want me to take anything, and it moved. And this is an interior room without any air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. It moved. And, of course, I was like, okay, am I seeing things here? So <laughs> I got mm-hmm. my sister in, and I said, Lane, you got to see this. Okay, we'll stand right here, okay? Now, I just said to mom, I said, if you want me to take this blouse with me back to the United States, move it. And it moved. <laughs> and so my sister said, okay. I said, okay, see this. And so I said that, and it moved. And my sister, again, nonchalant, said, okay, well, then you take the blouse, and I'll take the sarong on the bed. I was like, what's sarong? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, and this was interesting because she said, by the way, that's the outfit that mom had when she transitioned. Oh. I said, you're kidding me, right? And okay. I said, I thought we put all that stuff in the casket. Right. No, you know how mom is very particular? She wanted to have, uh, my mom had always had her like in her mind, her specific outfit she wants to wear. She said, yeah, we put on that outfit and this one is the one that she transitioned and I washed it and just hang it here. So you take the blouse and I'll take the sarong. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to share that with everyone and it, I thought it was very interesting. Again, it validates the significance of this beautiful, beautiful done deck that will help people connect with their loved ones and their angels. Yeah. And it also validates what Karen was saying earlier that people 
keep their personality after they die. They're going to continue doing yeah. what they were doing before. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. What's interesting is that card number 15 was chosen as the guidebook art as well as the deck's art. Is there a significance for that? Well, you know what happened with that? We were not finished with the deck yet. And mm-hmm. the publisher was going overseas to to push to, you know, to sell the deck. And they selected that card. <laughs> that was pretty much what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and pretty much what happened from the left brain. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, but we all know that was supposed to be, because I, I think that's the best one out of, you know, to put on the cover anyway. Yes. So, yeah, because yeah. that's what the rational mind says. Really what I feel is happening is that that card's timing was perfect because yeah, the blessings right. that come out of this card deck for people are represented in that visual. It's the angel blowing blessings mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that's very much the message of what we're we put into the deck and what people are experiencing who are using the deck. So it's, it's, very it's the timing was, it was perfect. Yeah, right. Very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very interesting. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teachers Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixlab, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the March edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. My guests are Karen Noe, and Marie Antoinette Kelly. Karen is the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Watwick, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gifts reading, and practices alternative healing. She's a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, healer, and author. Marie Antoinette is a self-taught artist who has done hundreds of portraits. Her work is well-known throughout Montana. In 2019, the Delaware North general store began selling her artwork in the form of woven blankets throughout Yellowstone National Park. We're having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their co-creation of heavenly divination card deck created to enhance the communication between you and your angels so that you may move forward in life with comfort and protection with ease. Karen, let's talk about this. What is the best way for a total novice someone like me, to get started with the Angel Quest Oracle deck. Oh, okay. Well, that's the best part. Everyone can do an Angel card reading. All you need to do, especially with the Angel Quest Oracle deck, um, what, you, what you would do first when you receive the deck, you want to clear the deck, okay? So you're going to take, take the cards out of the box, and you, you hold them in the hand you do not write with, Okay. And then you take the hand that you do write with, and you just, with your knuckles, just knock on the deck. And what that does is takes away all energy, whoever touched it before you. Now, what you do is you put your energy on each and every card. So you move through each and every card, you put your energy on the deck, and that's how you begin to, uh, to do the reading. Now, you're going to put the, the cards over your heart chakra and over your third eye, and you're going to say, angels. Thank you for giving me perfect messages that I need to know today. And then you just shuffle the deck, and you shuffle the deck, and either a card will fly out of the deck, or you'll know when to stop shuffling the deck, and then you'll select the card. The message is directly on the card itself. As as I stated before, it's a very 
short message. For example, I'm just right now I just selected one authentic communication mm-hmm. and that would be number thirty. And it says Archangel Gabriel is urging you to speak your truth. Now you, you try to understand what does that mean in your life? And most of the time I say ninety nine percent of the time people say, Oh yeah, I haven't been speaking my my truth mm-hmm. and if you don't understand what it means, you go to the uh, the accompanying book booklet. And you go, that number is 30, you go to the book number 30, and there's a more detailed explanation about it. Mm-hmm. So everyone is able to do that. Of course, there's different types of uh, angel card reading. You could do just one card reading, which we just did, or a past, present, and future one, or different types of readings that I incorporate in the book as well. And it's all spelled out right there in the book booklet for you. So it's mm-hmm. very easy to, for everyone to do. So that's the best part. I love when the um, the cards fly out of the deck. I always love to share this story. Um, I was giving an angel oracle card reading class a month ago. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was talking about how we need to raise our vibration so it's more on par with the vibration of the angels in order to hear them better. And we spent quite a, you know, maybe a half an hour speaking of, you know, talking about that. And right before I began to speak about how to do the angel oracle deck, I said, okay, what does this class need to know? Angels, give us a message right now. So I'm shuffling the deck, and what falls out of the deck but the raising your vibration part. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just right on, you know, exactly yeah. what we needed to hear. Right. That's pretty cool. It's interesting because sometimes you already have the message kind of, like you say, intuitively, and yeah. the cards validates that exactly mm-hmm. it validates what yeah. you already know i think and the angels are confirming that right right so i feel so alive that's right that's right yeah yeah is there any do's and don'ts so to speak um there the only thing i would say is it's a little it's different than tarot cards um mm-hmm. other people can touch the tarot card deck they would help you select the cards the yeah. Angel Quest deck has your energy on it. So you're going to put your energy on it and clear the deck. So when you're calling upon the angels, you're receiving the messages for yourself and for another person. So if somebody touches your cards, you have to go through the whole process. It's not, it doesn't gotcha. take too long. Gotcha. But you need to keep your energy on them. Very, very interesting. You just brought an interesting point because I had gone up sort of research, so to speak, and Tarot's, in some ways, in, they want you to touch the cup because it's your energy yeah. in a way. And then yes. versus this one, what you're telling me is that, no, 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 this is yours. This is your way of communicating with your angels and loved ones and so forth. So as such, Correct. it's a direct channel and you don't want it to be, for lack of a better term, corrupted in some ways. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Mary Internet, what can those seeking advice through this deck expect to experience from seeing the artwork once they start using it? Well, what I like to think is still that that saying that an image is worth Mm -hmm. a thousand words, to -hmm. let the image really speak those words to you. And then as you're reading the message, amplify those words inside of you. So really just um, hopefully with the colors and the visual message in there, it, it what I like to think of as the, the left brain, right brain um, mm-hmm, balance mm-hmm. takes you out of your rational mind, out of your left brain, 
which is kind of what I was going to say if he'll have a do or a don't with his deck, is don't overthink it. Don't get to that analytical mm-hmm. side of yourself that you really have to puzzle it out, but just reach it, feel it with your heart, let the image talk to you from your from your inspiration, from your intuition, and um, then let the words reveal themselves. Let the message that is written in words that Karen so beautifully wrote down kind of echo that and affirm it, but but let the words come because the conversation is only beginning when you look at these images, I think. It's very much an alive deck, as, as we pointed out in several stories. It surprised me and uh, very much so how alive it is because I've seen it being used now, having seen it from both ends of the creative part and putting it together, and then now on the receiving end when it is an actual item. Um, it's more alive than I anticipated, and that tells me that there's a real flow of spirit happening through these uh, images and messages that are in it, and I would just let that happen. Let it begin talking to you because there's more words in here that we put in, and they're going to talk directly to your heart. So open up to that and let the story begin. Wonderful. I would like to add, too, because one of the things that you are really good at is that the expression of the eyes. I know that that's part of your connection because the old cliche people say, well, look through someone's eyes and you see their soul, right? Okay, well, if you're meeting someone 3D, obviously you could do that. I mean, in person. But all the pictures, the various pictures, whether it's a baby or a mom or angel, I have to tell you, even the two birds that are on (laughs) on, uh, Part 17, Friendship, there's something magical about the eyes. (laughs) that's so funny you're reminding me of a quote from my friend who once said if it has an eye you can paint it (laughs) oh wow 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 that's so funny that you say that but that is i agree with you that is my passion it's the life of the soul um if you were thinking Mm -hmm. about how one one quote that came to my mind is i've lived by for 20 some years it's from gene houston and she said a life lived from the soul unfolds in extraordinary ways. And that's the magic of my life, the magic of what's in this card deck. is the life of the soul, and, and the eyes are the windows to the soul. So I think my passion overlaps there. And so I put the most effort into the eyes because, for me, that's a way to honor and bring out the person that I'm painting and, and let their soul shine. But it's also where my satisfaction lies because that's where the mystery is and that's where I get um, my inspiration is to see their soul and to live in that kind of um, frequency in that in that land, the land of inspiration, which is the soul. So thank right. you for noticing that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I teach people about awareness. There's several degrees of awareness, right? So, But in some ways, especially in this situation, because of your wonderful art and the connection of it to the divine, it's like, oh, okay, if I see... Karen, or if I meet Mary Internet, yeah, when I talk to them, I'll look at them eye to eye, so to speak. But then when I see mm-hmm. uh, an artwork, well, I see, but I'm seeing the overall. But no, take your time to really learn. And for lack of a better term, you're like they say when you go to a museum, you study the artwork. That's where, mm-hmm. and when you do that, you have a sense of energy of openness and let the message reveal itself to you. That's what I'm gathering here. From Thank you. I, I, I find it wonderful that you notice that because that is where my passion is. It's in the eyes. And the funny thing is, I don't like to talk about me or what I do so much because I think it's a direct mm-hmm. conflict of interest with the artwork because my, mm-hmm. my gift comes from getting out of the way 
mm-hmm. but um, and not to to like present like an artist is supposed to do. But the eyes is the first thing that I could draw. When I was given that video cassette that said, yes, mm-hmm. you can draw, and I started drawing, it was mm-hmm. from the eyes out, and I couldn't draw right. landscapes. I couldn't draw buildings. I could only draw <laughs> eyes, and that was almost frustrating because I had to learn everything beyond eyes, and that's been the center of my experience all my life. But a little bit yeah. this drawing has been almost two decades now. The eyes mm-hmm. is where my passion is because of the language of the soul, so I'm really excited that you've picked up on that. Yeah, it, it's Thank amazing. You. And this is part of teaching people how to connect because then it's a focal point, right? Not only that, it's yeah. the, like, say, it comes back to, again, the full circle, so to speak, because we often think about when somebody goes, or you see in the movie, when somebody goes to a museum and, you know, like they're standing in front of the art. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, you yeah. know, what are you studying? You're trying to impress. No, there yeah. is something specific you're looking for. And in this case, with this particular yeah. deck of cards, look in the eyes whether it's an angel or a child playing in the playfulness and so forth, it's like you see your soul in it. I guess that's what I'm trying to get across here, y'all. That's why you have to pay attention you. because you see you. It's like a mirror kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's the magic of God. That's where God shows up. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, what was the most rewarding aspect of the collaboration, Karen? Mm-hmm. Well, it was amazing. We became friends, and uh, we understand each other, and I, I, it was just a wonderful experience. I, ca- I can't pinpoint one most of <laughs> Can you think of one, Marie Antoinette? Uh, for me, it's the blessing of connecting with Karen, because like yes, I mentioned before, I Karen is such a great teacher and guide for helping people trust their intuition and realize they can communicate with God. And as mm-hmm. I said, as a child, I had these spiritual gifts, but they were overwhelming for me. And then I was right. following the clues, and I was learning in my soul the lessons God wanted me to learn. But it's so nice to have an actual mentor who is in a body, who can talk to you, who can tell you, yeah, this is good, and this is where it's going. <laughs> and so Karen is very much that, and she has so much love. She never judges. and It's just healing. And so it's been very healing of a journey for me to work with her and to get confidence. And, and in fact, that's one of the messages when I was in the card deck creating the paintings. I got stuck at some point. Just losing my confidence. Was I doing it good enough? There was so much work, mm-hmm. deadlines. And she just took that right to her altar. She came back with a message from Archangel Zachiel about confidence. And it hit the spot. I was like, <laughs> oh, I get it. I can do it. So I went and took that message and painted the painting of Archangel Zachiel. And that message has become a card in the deck. So. Mm-hmm. She helped me live the messages, and we brought that out in each other. But she's so real, and she's a good mentor. She has that experience and that confidence, and I, I really enjoyed that. So I'm really grateful for the friendship and the collaboration all around. And I Fantastic. Same, same with you. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, ladies. So what is next for you ladies in 2022? Karen, you want to start first? Oh, gosh, this is a big year for me. Um Someone reached out to me um, to do a documentary mm-hmm. uh, for about life after death, which is is taking this to another level to reach you know a larger audience. And it has something to do with I don't know if anybody has read my book We Consciousness. So they're going to also include the Dyers, the Wayne Dyers' daughters, because I'm I'm their medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've mm-hmm. been that since Wayne Dyer has passed. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be a documentary in August, in April. They're going to film at my center. I'll be traveling to Omega Institute to teach classes, a couple of classes there, too. 
And I'll be teaching a, a master class with the humanities team. Humanities team is a, a wonderful organization about oneness. And um, so we're going to be teaching, uh, I'm going to be teaching a class about oneness and how to connect with angels and deceased loved ones. So I'm really looking, uh, very excited and looking forward to all of that. Wonderful. Before we go to Marie Antoinette, what is the best place to get in touch with you? Can you give us your website and anything else that you want the audience to have? Sure. My website is my name, com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. Fantastic. And the decks are available just about everywhere, if I'm not mistaken, That's correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Amazon, major bookstores, Barnes & Noble. Fantastic. Marie Antoinette, how about you? What's next for you in 2022? Um, I'm right now working. I wrote and illustrated a children's book, which is also about life after death, and it is based mm-hmm. on the story of uh, Daniel Brinkley, who was one of the first uh, recorded uh, near-death survivors, and he had a movie uh, Saved by the Light in, in the early 90s, but um, he's a friend of mine, and I translated his story into a children's book so that children can, as a child, I was um, really overwhelmed with the other side, you know, the spiritual realm, and yes. death was yes. one of my uh, fears, and a lot of children have those fears, and there's so much information out now from people, since we have such um, developed science and equipment, that people have come back from the dead and brought stories with them, and so this is a story that translates those you know elements that people experience when they die for children in a in an uplifting way like like the card death and it takes it beyond um religion so that it doesn't interpret it from that angle but it interprets it from the the elements of what happens when you die you know the tunnel the mm-hmm. life review mm-hmm. the meetings with relatives and so it's going to be the first children's book of its kind and the publisher that published this angel deck has me under contract, and I will be putting out that that book. So I'm working on that this year. So that's a big project for me as well. Fantastic. Can you give us your website so that people can check out your work? Uh, sure. My website is makfineart.com, and I am on Facebook with that same handle at makfineart, and Instagram at makfineart. So that's where you'll find me. Fantastic. One of the things I wanted to mention about you talking about just now where you were initially afraid of dying and then something yeah. happened and then you're feeling much better. Same thing for me. It was interesting yeah. where, I mean, it's not like I think we're all afraid or not afraid, so to speak, but it's we're afraid of the unknown, for lack of a better term, right? Yeah. And yeah. experiencing that transition firsthand right there with my mom changes my dynamic. Not that yeah. I'm going to be chasing after a bullet or anything like that, but if someone is right in front of me, <laughs> you know, I know that it's a different sense of presence within me, the energy going out where, like, I'm totally calm kind of thing. Yeah. That's the best the way I know how to describe so it. <laughs> infinitely beautiful. So you had a direct experience with the transition yeah. into the spiritual realm. That's yeah. what my children's book is going to capture and through the artwork as well. It's just the comfort of knowing mm-hmm. that death is not a black hole that swallows up your loved ones, but that is right. a spiritual realm of beauty and, and love that you transition yeah. into. Yeah. Karen, you wanted to add something to that? Oh, it's just amazing. My wish is for everyone to know what I know. It's not something I believe or think about the mm-hmm. afterlife and about the angels. It's with, I know it without a doubt. And my, 
I, my wish is for everyone to understand that as well. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. It's not the other way around. And when we understand yeah. that and we become more on par with the energy of the angels, we raise our vibration. Wow, our whole life will change and we'll create peace in our lives and in the mm-hmm. lives around us as well. Fantastic. By the way, as we close the show, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you ladies like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Karen, would you like to start first? Oh, gosh. I would say the most important thing is to understand exactly what I just said, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. And to understand that we're not alone. We have everything to gain and nothing to lose by calling upon the angels. Um, if we raise our vibration that it's more on par with the angels, we can connect with them. So that means being more compassionate, practice forgiveness, trying to see through the eyes of the other person. Instead of judging them, try to, see, try to understand why they do what they do. As we were talking about near-death experiences before, after we leave the physical body, we go through a life review where we're able to see and feel how we've affected each person through our through their eyes as if we are the other person. So why don't we do that now? And we'll create peace in our lives, peace in the world as well, and everything will be so much better for everyone. Wow, wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. How about you, Mary Antoinette? I thought that was beautifully put, Karen. Thank you. Uh, For me, it's been very much that message that I picked up from Jean Houston in the early 90s. A life lift from the soul unfolds in extraordinary ways. So my recommendation is to try and unplug from the rat race and start living from your soul because that's a journey worth taking. Fantastic. That's really wonderful. Ladies, thank you for the wonderful recipes for living. To all our listeners, please join me next Wednesday morning, March 9th at 10 a.m. Central Time U.S. Continuing with our International Women's Day Celebration Month, my guest will be Susan Miller. Susan is an internationally known astrologer, best-selling author, columnist, TV personality, and businesswoman. Susan is the go-to astrologer with her detailed and highly accurate predictions. Susan and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and the year 2022 and beyond. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Karen, Mary Antoinette, it's been a true pleasure, ladies. Thank you so much and have a very blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.